Hey guys, and welcome or welcome back to Teen Christian Podcast, the podcast where we dive into God's Word and get to know Him a little better. Today's going to be a great episode, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, I'm so glad that we are back, and today is just going to be a really great day. I am very excited for this episode. We have a lot of cool stuff we're going to cover, but first of all, I just wanted to cover a couple of announcements. If you have Instagram and you are not already following us, go check us out. It's Teen Christian Podcast with no spaces and no caps. That's Teen Christian Podcast, no spaces and no caps. And if you head over there, you get exclusive content, some cool little like Bible verses and stuff like that. But the best part about it is before we start editing an episode, there's going to be Q&A on our story. So you can get direct input and give us stuff to talk about on the podcast so you can really be involved in this whole process. So that's very exciting. But if you don't have Instagram or you're not an Instagram user, no worries because if you have Spotify, I think, and then there's a couple other listening platforms, you can actually leave comments while you're listening. So again, any questions, concerns, comments, anything you want us to talk about on the podcast, that is the place to do it so you can get in contact with us because we'd love to hear from you. So I have a new obsession with Christian apparel. I don't know if this is going on with you guys, but I've been seeing more and more ads about Christian apparel and I became obsessed. I bought a bunch. In fact, I'm wearing one of the companies I'm about to tell you about sweatshirt right now. Um, but this is not sponsored at all. I just wanted to share a few companies that I really enjoy their clothing from. The first one is He Would Love First. Uh, so cute. Again, I'm wearing one of the hoodies right now. Um, Elevated Faith is another really good one. They have really aesthetic stuff. They have like rings and necklaces and all this fun stuff. And then the Jesus Loves You Company is great too. I just love wearing it. Or just like wearing any Christian apparel, like Bible verses, or even if it just says, I love Jesus, or my WWJD bracelet. I don't know. I just feel like whenever I wear it to school, people will be like, oh, I love Jesus too, or I like your WWJD bracelet, or stuff like that. And you just kind of find a community of people that you maybe didn't know were Christians, or you guys weren't friends. Like I become friends with people over my bracelet. And I just think that's amazing because we can show everyone God's love and just be like proud of our faith and to stand firm in the faith by like showing everyone that this is what we believe in and that we're not cowering. Like your faith isn't something that nobody knows about. Like, I don't know about you, but I want everybody to know that I love Jesus because I don't want to be hiding in a corner where nobody knows. Like I want people to know. So I just wanted to share a few little companies that I absolutely love. They are amazing and go check them out. It's He Would Love First, Elevated Faith, and the Jesus Loves You Company. I know there are so many other companies out there that are absolutely amazing, and I love them so much. I just wanted to name about three. And if you know of any other ones, let us know. Um, We would love to hear about that. But there you guys go, and let's get into the episode. So recently, I was in class, and we kind of split up in groups, and we finished all of our work. And we just started talking about religion randomly. And in this particular class, uh, there's not a lot of Christians or religious people, I say, in air quotations. Um, But we started having a discussion about Jesus and all these different things. And we were having a very agreeable conversation. Like we would have points where we would agree and be like, oh, yeah, this is how I feel about this. And someone else would be like, oh, yeah, me too. And it would just 
it was a very calm conversation and it wasn't like any yelling or anything like that. Um, but there was a person in this class that got kind of flustered and was like, well, I don't believe in God. And everyone kind of went quiet. We were just listening to them and they kind of shared their life story. And they said, well, my thing is, is if there's a God, then why did all this bad stuff happen? Why does God let bad stuff happen? And the conversation kind of moved on. I don't really know what happened, but I didn't really get a chance to give an answer. And to be honest, I couldn't really think of one. Like I knew the reason. It just, my mind kind of went blank. Do you guys ever get those moments? Like people are like, oh, you can go tell people about Jesus and do all this stuff. But when the moment comes, you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck do I say? Lord Jesus, take the wheel, you know? Um, But the conversation kind of moved on, but the question still stayed in my head. And I think we've all heard the conversation, the question a lot, like, why do bad things happen to good people? But in reality, is there really such a thing as a good person? Like, nobody's perfect. Like, if someone's like, oh my gosh, you're perfect. It's like, no, I'm perfectly, I'm imperfect. I'm perfectly imperfect. Um, But like, people I've heard, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I've heard a lot. Why do bad things happen to good people? But in reality, is there even such thing as a good person? Like, we're all messed up period. No one deserves good things, but we have a good God. But then I guess the non-Christian's view would be, well, if we have such a good God, why do bad things happen? Because there's sin in the world. Satan also believes in God. Like, guys, I I saw a video of a girl saying that and it was like, well, we believe in Jesus, but so does Satan because the devil is real. And why do bad things, why do bad things happen to good people? Because nobody's perfect. And is there really such thing as a good person? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And I hope that we are able to come to a conclusion of an answer when people do ask us those questions, that we can just have an answer that comes straight to mind. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then we're going to look in Psalms a little bit and just look at some great Bible verses. And that's going to be about it today. It's going to be a smaller episode, but I am very excited for this. So let's get into it. Okay, I absolutely love, one of my favorite things about being a Christian and having a relationship with Christ is that he gave us a direct contact to him other than prayer. He gave us a direct map and where all the answers are, where all the examples are on people to follow and people not to follow. Um, But today we're going to look at Job. And if you already know the story of Job, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, that's totally fine. We're going to talk about it today. Basically, Job was this great guy. He had everything right. I mean, life was just going great for him. And one day Satan said, well, he's had such a great life. He's never like, you know, he's never cursed you because you've made his life so great. And God said, well, he's not going to curse me. Like you can try. You can do whatever you want to him except hurt him physically. Like you can't physically touch him. You can do whatever you want to his life, but you cannot physically touch him. And Job holds his faith strong. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the model of Job. I'm in Job 1, if you're following along. So uh, I'm just going to read this first verse so you can guys get a little, little thing of what's going on. In the land of Uz, I think that's how you say it, I don't know. There lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright, and he feared God and shunned evil. We're on the second sentence, and we already see the model of Job. Job was blameless. He was upright. He feared God. He hated evil. And he prayed for his children. 
As we continue reading, we see that they name off everything that he had. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 5,000 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. So he's not, he's not at the bottom of the barrel. He's got a little bit of money. You can see his situation of life. He's got a big family. He's got a lot of animals and cattle, and he has a large number of servants. So he's not doing too bad in that area. The next line that I absolutely love is that it just goes, he was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Now we're not even on to verse four and I already want to be like Job. Like I want to follow after him. He's got money. He was blameless. He was upright. He feared God. He hated evil. And he's the greatest man among all the East. I don't know about you, but I'm going to listen to what goes on in this story because that would not hurt to be known as blameless or the greatest person in all of the East. Like to have God call you the greatest person. I don't know. I, I personally wouldn't mind that. So we can see that Job has this great life, if you will. Life's going great. He's got a good relationship with God and he's just, he's very successful man. And, but one day what happens is Satan comes over to God and he says, have you considered, he says, does Job fear nothing? Does he fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You've blessed the work of God. You've blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. So Satan's kind of challenging God in this idea of Job being such a great man. And God says, very well then. Everything he has is in your power, but the man himself do not lay a finger. Don't touch him. But let's see what happens. So it's kind of like a test situation we have going on. So we already know the model of Job. And after a while, some things are happening to Job. A lot gets taken away from him. And if we go to verse 20, a little bit down, uh, we see that Job is mourning. He's at this. Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. He's, he's upset about everything that's been happening to him. Um, what happened basically is like his family dies and his house collapsed. They're having, his, his sons and daughters are having a party basically. And the house collapsed and everybody's killed except this one servant. And the servant runs over them and he's like, hey, I'm the only guy that escaped. Everybody's dead. And Job's obviously mad. He's tearing his robe. He's shaving his head and he fell to the ground in worship. At verse 20, we see, at Job, at this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. No offense, but if all my friends and all my kids and all my servants got killed, I don't know if the first thing I would do is fall to the ground and worship. He's obviously upset, but he worships. He continues and says, naked from, I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job just went through something pretty bad. I mean, his family's dead. And he says, may the name of the Lord be praised. This is already something I want to be. When something bad happens to me, I'm not going to, the first thing that comes to mind is not may the Lord be praised. In fact, sometimes I don't even go to God when something bad happens. It takes me a bit. But he just found out this news and he's already worshiping God. And I don't know about you, but I want to be like that. I want to follow that model. As we go on, we see more and more that's happening to Job. And 
he never stops worshiping. He does not stop. Job, all this stuff happens. A lot of people die. He loses a lot. And basically his wife goes, well, curse God and die. His own wife's like, hey, yo, dude, just like give up. But he doesn't because he holds his faith. Even though all of this bad stuff has happened, he kneels down and worships and worships the king. And that's a model that I want to follow. Job didn't sit there and pout and say, oh, all this bad stuff happened to me. All this bad stuff. I'm just going to cry and whine and just ignore God because God made this happen to me. Now, did you notice how God didn't like strike down all these people? Like God put it in Satan's hands. Satan's the one that made all this happen. God allows it to happen because he has a purpose in everything. There's a purpose for the bad stuff that happens in your life. There's no reason. It's not like God just rolls the dice. He's like, oh, this person's going to have a terrible day. This person's going to have a bad day. This person's going to, like, just randomness. No, there's a whole purpose. There's a purpose in all the bad stuff that happens because, sure, bad stuff happens to good people, even though there's really no such thing as a good person. But stuff happens to good people. People that we would qualify as good. I would qualify Job as a good person. I'm sure people put that label on him. But bad stuff still happened to him. Because there's sin in the world. And there's a greater power that wants to go to war with us. God and Satan are both real. Like there is sin in this world. And Satan does not want Christians to succeed. He does not want good people to succeed. He wants to see us all fall. Why does God let good th- let bad things happen to good people? Because there's sin in the world and Satan exists. Job had this idea that God is higher above all and that we always need to worship him in the good, in the bad, in the rain, in the sun. Bad stuff has to happen before the flowers grow. Like you've got to have rain. You've got to have storms before you see a flower. In Jeremiah 10, 13, it says, he sends lightning with the rain and brings out wind from his storehouses. Without rain, we don't got flowers. We got to go through the bad stuff to see the good stuff. There's power and purpose in everything. But if we don't go through the bad stuff, we're never going to be able to appreciate the good stuff. Because if bad stuff, if good stuff is all that happens in our life, then the good stuff, the small good things that happen are going to mean nothing. But if you go through life having a bunch of stuff that you go through and your life is just really not going great, but you maintain that faith with Jesus Christ, you're going to see the flowers. You're going to see at the end of the rainbow that there was a reason for the storm. There's good after it. I mean, after a really bad storm, you look outside and there's a rainbow. Like, how did such a bad destructive storm that went through and damaged a lot of property and then you see this beautiful thing that God created because we have to go through trials we have to go through issues or else we will never appreciate the good stuff that happens in our life because if bad stuff is all that happens you can I can guarantee you if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ there is gonna be good at the end of this God allows bad things to happen so that we can appreciate the good things and understand the love that he has for us to understand 
how fortunate we are to like go through all these trials. Thank God for the trials because we know that there's a purpose in this, that there's a reason that we are in this situation because the God of the universe has a plan. He knew what was going to happen with Job, but he continued to let that trial that Satan wanted to have continue on. Maybe so that we can answer this question. Maybe so that future generations, when they're going through really bad crap, can look at this and say, God held his faith. God continued, or Job continued his faith. And we need to have faith like Job. We need to follow the model of Job. And when bad stuff is happening, we don't just sit there and say, oh, well, there's no such thing as God because bad stuff happens. If everything was good and perfect, everybody would believe in God. It's like, like, guys, there's people that don't believe in Jesus because they don't see the good. In closing, I'm going to leave us with a verse. And that verse is 1 John 4, 4. The Lord is greater than the giants that you face. Have faith when you go through trials. Trust that God has a plan. He has a purpose. That without rain, we're not going to get flowers. And I really want some flowers. I don't know about you. <laughs> but just as you're going through the trials, don't forget God. Bow down and worship and trust him. Use the model of Job and just pray to God and talk to him. He's given you a direct phone to him. And he's not going to not answer. You're not going to get his voicemail. He's going to answer every time. Might not be the answer we want, but we're going to get an answer. As you go through trials, remember that he loves you and he has a plan. Thanks so much for listening to Teen Christian Podcast.